Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Halloween Roundtable. This week I challenged four songwriters to write a Halloween-themed song in one week based on a random prompt, then to drop by and talk about the process. Today we have Jay Stott, Dan Harris, Terry Sunflower, and Brian Claflin. Welcome to the show! Thank so, you. uh... Hey. I normally I normally write bios for everybody, but I since there's so many folks here, I figured it would be easier to just kind of go around real quick and get a get the get the bullet points from each of you. So so Jay, tell us about yourself. Thanks, David. Um, <clears throat> I'm Jay Stott. I live in Lyons, Colorado. Itinerant singer songwriter and moody ponderer of all things. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Dan, how about yourself? I'm Dan Harris. I live in Lafayette, Colorado, and I am a guitar builder and songwriter, a crafter of crafty, craftiness things. Most All right. <laughs> Very nice. Terry. Hey, I am Terry Sunflower, and I am in these uh, west central mountains of New Mexico, a little place called Battle, and I'm a, I'm a songwriter. And I like to sing my songs after I write them. I uh, I like to say I am a singer songwriter for the sensitive soul. Very nice. All right. So 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 far we have three songwriters. Will we make it four for four, Brian? <laughs> As luck would have it, I too am a songwriter. You've chose us well. Um, I currently live in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh. And uh, I don't get out to perform as as much as I would like to, and I'm frequently harassed by friends and family. When are you going to perform? When are you going to make another recording? When are you going to? And you know, the answer is always soon, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. All right, I challenged all these folks to write songs based on some prompts, and uh, I had four prompts that I chose. the The first was a random word. Agrize, which is a verb, which means to fear or shudder at something frightful, or to be full of fear, especially with physical symptoms such as shuddering. There was a random picture of what looks to be a, 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 a little girl standing next to a zigzaggy, crooked tree just uh, near a fog bank. Then there was a random fact in the 18th and 19th centuries. Premature burials happened often enough that safety coffins were created to allow the occupants to signal that they had been buried alive. And there was a random question. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? So, Jay, before we play your song, uh, which, uh, which prompt did you decide to go with and, and, and why? I wish the why were interesting, but it's not. Um, I went with coffins. I, I told this story before we were recording, but um, Dan sent me the SoundCloud link to the song he had written on Thursday. And he said, what do you think? And I said, I think I'm really grateful that you sent me a message. So I remembered to write a song. And, <laughs> uh, and I actually, uh, I wrote the lyric for this song um, while I was at work. Uh, so I was just like, I was, I'm always like, what words feel hot, right? And like coffins and that, I was like, okay, we're doing something Halloween-y, I'm going with coffins. So that's where I started. I dropped the safety part pretty quickly and just was messing with coffins. Okay, all right. All right, well, let's take a listen to it here. We got uh, Coffins by Jay Stott. Here we go. 
scratch with your fingers or stomp your feet Do what you can, but you'll never be found Not when you're buried deep under the ground Well, you're trapped in a box, but you're falling apart Pounding in your head like a telltale heart Oh, the smell of the earth all around your head That was another positive, positive, optimistic song from Jay Stott. That's uh, what I do, man. Coffins. Insp- called Coffins. <laughs> inspirational, hopeful music. You know? Actually, that's what I do. This one was actually more inspirational than most. That the, the lines there at the well, end actually. with free is to be present in the here and now, yeah. not always trying to escape somehow. So that, that I don't was, know, man. The, that's almost unusual is, for you. The medication is working all the time. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> Oh, it's great, Jay. Well, that yeah, that was that was that was fabulous. Just out of curiosity, the the how 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 do you think that like the uh, maybe panic would be too strong of a term, but that surprise that you had forgotten to write a song did that? Do you, do you feel like that gave you an adrenaline rush that affected the the writing of it? 
Well, it didn't because it was Thursday. Had I oh. had that moment on Saturday night, you know, that would have been a whole different thing. But um, but it was a reminder. And I'll this was an interesting song. I got Dan, you know, I I had seen Dan's message and I hadn't had a chance to listen to his song yet, but it was rattling around in my head and I was at work and uh, I'm a teacher and I make my students write a lot. And we do some sustained writing a couple times a week where mm. the rule is you just write in your notebook and there's no judgment on what you write in your notebook. If I always, they always have a prompt, but I'm always like, seriously, you write three lines about the prompt and then you got to write about your dog. I don't care. Just keep <laughs> the, you know, just keep the pen moving. And, uh, and I write with them whenever we're doing this. And I do a lot of lyric writing then, or at oh. least messing with ideas. So it was kind of cool. I wrote a couple chunks of these verses and I actually had the chorus. I was just, you know, like, it's like, I was just like coffins. Okay. Coffins in the ground, coffins in the air, coffins in the street, coffins everywhere. Well, that sounds kind of cool. You know, like just kind of trying to keep writing as fast as I can. So I wrote a bunch of, uh, a bunch of that lyric and then just stopped and put it aside. We were moving on in class. And the next day I was teaching another section of the same class. So when it was writing time, I opened up my notebook and I just kept writing more lines, which I do a lot when I'm writing anyway. I try and write more than I think I actually need. So I have stuff to pick and choose from, but I didn't do any of this with my hands on a guitar. Like I kind of just wrote a lyric and I didn't even have a clear sense of how it would sound um and I didn't feel like I had a finished song but then uh Saturday I sat down and and you know pulled out these stuff I had torn out of my notebook at school which I do all the time I have a huge stack of stuff like that on my desk and and kind of opened it up and pulled out a guitar just to start messing with it and like okay what's this gonna sound like maybe that'll help me finish and you know you you play some chords, but if you're writing a Halloween song and you don't start with E minor, I'm not really sure what you're, you know, like where are you going to go e if you're writing okay. it? Like if that's what you're doing, you just start with E minor. So I was like, oh, okay. And, just, and uh, I actually ended up using most of the lyrics I had written. They actually, I was like pleasantly surprised that they, I felt like, oh, this is pretty usable stuff. Like I'm kind of digging this and you know, so I did a lot of tweaking and, you know, making lines work out better. And there were places where there weren't finished lines. And so I rearranged things and did some of that. But actually, when I sat down, I really in about 30 minutes, it felt like I had the whole thing, you know, and then I was playing with phrasing and, you know, trying to make it sing a little bit better. It's a, I mean, what we just listened to is a pretty rough draft, but oh, well, yeah, you know. that's what this, this show's all about rough drafts. Trust me, I know, trust me, I know. so I was comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that I mean, it kind of and and I'm a big believer that once you're writing a song, I, for me anyway, once I'm writing a song, once I'm going, I'm not really in charge of what the song's about. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see it through to the end. So I had this chorus and, you know, I was like, oh, coffins. And I was thinking about the safety coffin thing, right? Like, what would it be like to be stuck in a coffin? And eventually that became a metaphor, which wasn't at all what I planned, but, you know, I'm not in charge. So, right. so were you worried at all that you were pilfering Dan's idea 
uh did, did that make you feel guilty at all or did i you... had not actually listened to his song at the time i wrote most of the lyrics mm, by the okay. time i sat down to turn it into a song i had listened to dan's song which is awesome by the way totally i gave it a couple passes because i was having so much fun listening to it but um you know but i wasn't that worried because i could hear what he was doing and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing but i ain't gonna be anything like yeah. that so <laughs> you know well, so I'm, I'm wondering here, since you you did this while you were you actually wrote this while working, do yeah. any have any of you have any of the rest of you ever had like, uh, uh, you know, you you sneak in writing lyrics while you're doing you know some other job? Is that is, do you have a do you ever do that kind of thing, Dan? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the time. How, what 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 how does that play out? Well, I don't know. I wrote this song and recorded it while I was supposed to be working. So. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> so it's just whatever you're, you're, you got some downtime, I guess, downtime. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of time. My job's so flexible that I could, I work from home. And if I take an hour at, at like 10 to 11, there's nothing going on. I can just make it up later on and just get my work done. Nobody checks on me. I'm not in an office or anything. I just get my work done. They don't care. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, that's the best, uh, best situation then. How, how about you, Brian? Yeah, I, years ago, in before the age of smartphones, I devised a system of, of printing out works in progress that they would fit in a little lab notebook and then and then punched holes in them and it would fit in my back pocket at work. So uh, I wasn't lugging around a huge, heavy, you know, backpack full of binders or, you know, folders or anything. And, and just at my lunch hour, I could sit down and, and get a few minutes and learned how I could incrementally chip away at something in whatever little amount of time I had. And these days, it's all every, everything is saved on Google Drive. Oh, sure. And is is still in my pocket, but but more editable as as is a thesaurus and a rhyming dictionary all at my fingertips. Oh, yeah, so, it's it's amazing. You know, yeah. yeah. How about you, Terry? Did you ever were you writing songs back when you were uh, uh, doing the nursing thing? Doing the nursing thing, yeah. Yeah, um, not yes, but but not so much that I needed to do it at work, but. It made me think of um, a couple years ago, I went up to Albuquerque with mom and dad and I'm sitting in the back seat and it was during one of Timmy's challenges. And I wrote a children's song in the back seat of my mom and dad's car with them. So it, it was like, well, that, that, yeah, there's no better place to write. Well, that's, song. yeah, because it puts you in the, puts you in that, uh, that feeling of, yeah. What, what were you, did you, now, were you thinking it all in your head or did you actually, were you kind of mumbling under your breath or how did you do that? I, I did, I did take um, a pad and paper with me and, but they're, they're both in their eighties and I could do whatever the heck I wanted in the back seat. They never knew. <laughs> Couldn't hear me. <laughs> See, I, I used to do post-it notes. That was the big thing for for me at work. We would just have these post-it notes uh, floating around, and I would, uh, I would, you know, random lyrics would come up. So I would write those down, and I would try to fill up as much as I could in the post-it note and stick it in my pocket. So it was so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I ever did a complete song while at work, unless it was actually for work, which occasionally I managed to wrangle them into letting me write a song for work. So uh, back when I worked at the senior center, anyway um so all right well before we move on here uh jay do you consider this to be a complete song or a finished song or or do you want to revise it and if you're going to revise it what do you think you're going to do it's closer to finish than not 
I'll say that. Like mm -hmm. I came out with more of a song than I thought I was going to have going in. Um, I kind of like it. Um, I'll probably sit on it for a bit. You know, it'll probably metaphorically go in a drawer and I'll let it sit for a bit. Periodically, I open up the Dropbox folder with all the sheets you got. That's that's my, like, I mostly wrote a song. So I type it up. I got a chord chart so I can remember what it's supposed to be. And uh, I'll, uh, and I almost always have some kind of scratch recording if I really can't remember yeah. what the shape and feel of the song was. But um, I'll just park it in the, in the folder of charts and periodically I go back in there and open up a bunch of charts that I haven't looked at in a while and I'll try and play them and sing them and see what that feels like, you know, like, to, is this something I want to take out and work on a little bit more or am I just not feeling anything there? So right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it grabbed a hold of me more than I thought it was gonna. So. <laughs> well, you got, man, you've got a couple weeks before Halloween actually hits. So you've got right, your Halloween you know. single if you want to post it out there. So. Yeah, but if I could say something. Yeah. Um, I I really like this, Jay. I love that Thanks, second, Terry. that whole second verse. You know, there's a lot of good messages mm -hmm. in here. And you've you've built it around the coffin thing so it could be Halloween-y, but it really isn't. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's really a good metaphor for not living dead, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. I, I'd say this same thing. That second line in your second verse is, is stellar. It really is. It's a really good writing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, there's a lot of nice lines in there, like half blind and full tilt. And then what was the other one? Building boxes in our mind. Like that sort of that. In case anyone was wondering, that tells us okay. Well, but that was a that that was a metaphor, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're not you're not underground. It's but yeah. It's really it's really interesting how it how it kind of shifts in perspective a little bit to let us know. Um, it's yeah. It's really solid. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was especially pleased to drop an Edgar Allan Poe reference in this song. That felt pretty oh, Halloweeny yeah. to me. So you know, I that felt. I was like, oh, Telltale Heart. Excellent. We'll just pop that right in there. Well, I, I think I think the sign of a, of a really great uh, uh, holiday song is one that, you know, it, it, it touches on the themes of the holiday. But uh, uh, well, uh, you know, it, but you can play it year round. You know, if if you're able to kind of do it, or maybe like great, the monster, great's mash, not the word. Man. There's a lot that, of great songs. Always, kicks. there are a lot of great songs that are specific to the holiday, and you can't play your own. But I just think, yeah. I don't know. I, I like I like it when you can. So, yeah. Thank well, you. all right. Well, let's. Uh, does anybody else have any other comments or questions about the song? Okay, moving on. We're gonna get. We're gonna jump uh, uh, over to Dan here. We've got uh, safety coffin. Oh, well, hey, why, why don't you talk about uh, which prompt you chose? Uh, we've already kind of ascertained that. So you chose the coffin prompt. What 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 drew you to that one there, Dan? Well, uh, we were having a little text conversation when you sent that the other day on Messenger, and I was looking through them I'm like, man, I could not imagine being buried alive. I think I'll write about that. And so I did. I, I just I tried to put myself in that place. What would it be like just physically and mentally like being waking up in a coffin <laughs> mm. um knowing that i guess you had a, it was a safety coffin but uh you know what, what would that experience be like and so lyrically and musically i tried to just encapsulate that as, as best as i could 
So I, I like I like how the, the the reason you chose it is the same reason you might choose to like go to Bermuda or something because it's just a place you haven't been before. So yeah. though maybe you've been to Bermuda, I don't know. That's just an example. I haven't. No, but it'll be my next trip. There you go. Next song, be, or, or maybe your next be, song. This here is the Safety Coffin by Dan Harris, and uh, here we go.
All right, that was <laughs> The Safety Coffin by Dan Harris. And Jay, I just have to say, I that sounds exactly the same as what you did. I think you copied. <laughs> Plagiarism! Yeah, that totally was just, ripped uh, Dan off, Just man. ripped him off. Totally ripped him off. Make, eh? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, one thing, I, another thing I gotta say is that I'm really happy that my song is last because I, I didn't do any production work on mine at all. And both of your songs sounded really, really good. So anyway, but we've got, the, the production is, is out of this world. And that, that's, that's what I'm curious about, Dan. What, I mean, how much of this was, did, how much was this built around the, the, the production? It sounds like you kind of, I mean, cause you, you know, I know you as a guitarist, so, you know, I've heard a little bit of this kind of stuff from you. So how did you put it together? Um, good question. It was kind of, they both kind of came together really um, simultaneously. I didn't think that I would <coughs> want to write a song like this on my guitar. I didn't have my guitar. I mean, it's it's right there. It's always right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's like, oh, well, I wanted, I wanted to go find the sounds. I wanted to go find like some scratching sounds um, and like a bell. I'm like, well, these are, these are tunes that, I, I mean, those are sounds that I would get just off of my MIDI. Um, I just have a little 25 uh, keyboard thing here. Um, and I, I got the logic and whatnot. So I, I just, I really, I, I wrote this, I got the idea in my head within probably 15 minutes of like the whole production, how I wanted it to be. I wrote the lyrics in, in probably about 10 or 15 minutes. And then I, I just, I built the production kind of around that. I moved things around. I knew that I just, I wanted to have like that kind of cold, dark sound, that feeling. And so that's why I just had that synthesizer going just through, just kind of as a pad. And there's a pad underneath that that you can't hear. You can hear it if I take it out, but you can't hear it otherwise. Um, and so I was just, it was more of a soundscape that I was trying to create really rather than a song. Um, I intentionally, I mean, I, I've got the beat going on in there, but there's a few times it's a kick. And I've got a few times where I, I push it off. And I've moved all the lyrics like off the beats a little bit because I didn't I didn't want it to be a song about being dead in a coffin in four four, dead in a coffin in, in four four doesn't happen. I think that if you go in a coffin, it'd probably be pretty timeless. <laughs> um, and so I you know I shifted around the time uh, quite a bit except for that um, going from the A to the F. Boom, I kept that going because. I don't know. I just had this idea of like death is still constant. <laughs> You're still going to get there, you know, and it's, that's kind of how the, uh, the last couple lines came back. It's like, even if I get out, I'm still going to die, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how it came about. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to do it because I don't, I don't, like you said, I don't go there very often. I don't play with my MIDI too much once in a while. I mean, I'll put like drum tracks behind my guitar stuff that I'm doing and, um, and that's about it. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do for sure. So, so is this a song that you'd think you'd ever have the Renegade Rooster Band do? Like, do some sort of avant-garde you know, acoustic version of it? <laughs> probably not. No, I don't think so. But I, I think I'll probably include this on my solo CD that I'm doing. Um, oh, nice. I wanted. Um, there's a couple of words in the recording that didn't come out um, the way that I wanted to, as far as my articulation. I cut them off a little bit. Um, so I want to go back and, and change that a little bit, but. I'm actually really happy with it. It's very rare that I write a song this quickly and like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> um, mostly I'm like really self-critical about what I do. So. Well, it's just, a, it's a really cool soundscape that you got. It just this this whole, you know, fully thought out piece. Uh, yeah. Does anybody else have any thoughts or questions uh, for Dan? I, like you sent me the SoundCloud a couple days ago. So I've, I've this is 
my third or fourth time through it. And I keep picking out bits of the production that I really like. Um, it, like you, like you created a whole ambient landscape with the yeah. sound palette you used. And I thought that was just super cool. I desperately want you to do a black and white animated video for it. But I think it'd be pretty neat to do that. Yeah. I like think that's what's in my head is like, yeah. you know, like sort of a chalk drawing animated yeah. Uh, yeah. video would be so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's really fun. Really Thanks. fun. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That, that had me at the very first sound. I, I, I can't even say what it was when sound, um, the soundscape just, wow. And then this, the first screeching and, and I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get scared. <laughs> I don't like haunted houses. So it was, it's great. It's great. And Thank you. Just a little nerdy lyric thing. I like the, I can't find the string to ring my bell. <laughs> and then the bells. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very cool, Dan. Very cool. Thank you. Thank I like, I like how the lyric progresses from kind of, well, well, you know, if you didn't know the context, if you didn't know the prompt, Oh, someone's down in a hole metaphorically, or they're stuck somewhere, or they're, and then the string to ring the bell, if they have any context to know what that's referring to. And it's just an interesting image, even if you didn't already know, like, wow, where is this person locked in a dungeon, you know, and then, and then to the more life stuff, like I want one more gaze on my love, another taste of wine, you know, this, that, um, yeah, it's just an interesting, an interesting progression. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm kind of curious, uh, how how many of you have written songs with kind of a you know where the production in your mind was going to be the dominant part? Uh, has that is that something that's ever come into play with the rest of you? I I don't think of it as production. I just think of it as I usually have a sense of how I would want it to sound in mm -hmm. my head. Y you know, I mean. You've listened to my records, David. Like, it's, well, know, yeah, you've got rock a... and roll, you know. So, like, to the extent that I can do that well, then it, it's sort of about how well did we translate that, you know? Sure, sure. So you are. I mean, you are writing for a specific kind of production there. I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting. That's interesting. So, because uh, I know I oftentimes write a song, and I'm not sure what the production's going to be until mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. now, now I've written film scores, uh, and sometimes I'll write, uh, you know, film music for for friends, you know, short films and whatnot. And that that time, the, I usually I usually do those on the keyboard. I usually work on the keyboard or a synth, uh, and I'll I'll figure out what are the the tones and the sounds that I want first before I even get going with the whole writing process. Uh, That's kind of what I did too. Is I went through um, and I I, I built out my palette first. I, I on on Logic you can you know you just add all the just like any other DAW, um, you can add all your tracks and and I went through and I found all the sounds that I wanted to put in this. Um, I took out a bunch of them. But I'm like oh well this one this sounds like it'd be cool like this this guy got, got kind of the dreamy sort of feeling that I want in my my head. Um, and so it was like, you know, getting out all my paints <laughs> and putting them all out there. Am I going to yeah. use them all? I'm not sure if I will or not. And I probably won't use most of them, but that, that was what I was going to draw from. And, 
and I had in my head this the, the picture that I wanted to draw with those sounds before I did that. And that's but it's really rare. Usually I'm just like strumming shit on my guitar and struggling. So to be able to do this like this was a lot of fun for me. Right. I think it'd be a really interesting way to work. I would like to, you know, whether it's a film soundtrack or a, or a prompt to start with the music or start with music slash arrangement slash production. Because I, I do tend to sort of know, I associate the production style with the genre style. Like I'm like, oh, this is approximately an angry young man mm-hmm. rock song from the late 70s. <laughs> sure. I got to make it my own or totally. whatever it is. And I, and you know, and then, then it's going to, I got to, I got to sort of temper. Well, am I impersonating this person that inspired it on some level or is this something new? And, you know. Hey, Terry, I, I, it strikes me that some of your songs you, you've probably written. Well, maybe not. I mean, have you have you thought kind of like that, you know, what was the sound quality that you wanted to get out of it more than the, the song structure? Not ever at first, but but maybe as I'm going along, um, hmm. I do tend to to imagine and be able to hear other instruments playing along with my guitar. Um, but we'll, we'll just save the production conversation for my song. Okay. Let's do Okay. So, which, uh, <laughs> is it's, about fact, it's about time for that. So, um, before we hop into it though, uh, well, first off, is there anybody, any, have any more comments or questions about, uh, Dan song? Okay. Moving on. Uh, so Terry, let's, let's start off with just, uh, which, which prompt did you choose and, and why? I liked them all, frankly, and, um, that's unusual for me, but I, I chose the last one, the, the question, would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? And I just find that fascinating in and of itself. And then um, my brain just started going so I chose that one. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, why don't we, let's take a listen to it here. This is To Take the Fall by Terry Sunflower. And here we go. If you could know the day of your death, what would you do? Turn to enter in. 
take the fall Trick or treat You know the drill Kindness matters If you will All right, that was To Take the Fall by Terry Sunflower. Great to meet you. I, I got to say, Thank you. just like three days ago, you had barely touched GarageBand, right? I mean, that was the, uh, and now now you're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> well. That sounded great. That sounded great. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, what, what, uh, another, another typically charming uh, Terry Sunflower song. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? What, what, what went into writing this? Well, the prompt question, if you could know the day of your death or how it would end, seemed like two important questions <laughs> to me and not one. Um, so that's, I just started writing that. I, I just, you know, if you could know the day of your death, what would you do um, with all the rest, seriously? <laughs> and that just, and, and then, so then this, the next question, um, so that's kind of what it's about. It's just about if we did know. And then and then I went into that chorus and the Hallow's Eve and there's a, a veil of mystery and maybe spirit. And um, could we go inside and get answers? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we all could. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little... Um, mystical i think the whole mm. the whole questioning of the song and then i just i don't the skeletons oh i guess i should admit to something here this was a two prompt song um i'm, I'm oh, in yeah. another yeah i'm in another songwriting group and um since it's october the prompt was skeletons in your closet and that you know, that's so that's typical and cliche and stuff. But I just wonder, you know, when you bury your when you bury your your skeletons in your closet, if you deign to open the door again, might they still be what you thought they were? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's really my, my like favorite. That. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, that that stanza is killer. Thank you. Like, just so I like. I really liked that lyric. 
Thank you. It makes me think a little bit. I was talking with someone today who was talking about uh, uh, kind of language used in recovery groups, and there's and there's a people who often say uh, in in some of those groups, we will not re we will not regret the past, nor will we wish to shut the door on it. And yeah. or I, and I prefer to interpret it, we will not dwell on the past because you gotta if you have no regrets, then you have no conscience, and you can't clean up the wreckage of your past. So you gotta have some regret. But that idea of like look but don't stare you know yeah. and that's yeah. kind of what you're saying here it's like well if you if you the more you refuse to look at it the bigger it might get but then again it might look different the next time you look it's a really interesting way you phrase that I, I i like that last stanza a lot um trick or treat you know the drill i just like how you know the drill that just kind of throwaway line like you know it's, it's like yeah trick or treat you know the drill um but ghost gives up the show i, I appreciate that because it's the the normal the, I, the the line is usually give up the ghost right right, right so this right. is a kind right. of a flipping right. that i love that too i love that idea of the ghost i don't even know what it means but i but it has a feeling to it when your ghost gives up the show totally that feels really resonant and i don't know why it's it's deep and it's funny at the same time yeah. it doesn't it doesn't treat the mortal coil as terribly serious right yeah like, where it's just a right. show eventually yeah. the ghost right. is just gonna throw in the towel and be like I'm out. Enough. see you later yeah right your ghost yeah. is basically this is all a zoom meeting to your ghost <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love it <laughs> yeah so so terry once you started getting into doing the production parts of it uh did that change the song at all for you did you want to do different things with you know i would have loved to have done what dan did like that was my very first thought that i wanted mm. to make it uh ghosty but this was like my very second time on garage band and basically it was re-showing me what i learned the first time and then never touched it again so i did what i could and so i did the guitar and three vocal tracks and a shaker and i was just like oh, i'm doing it i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> And so trying to get uh, extraneous stuff on there will be my next challenge. But this, this was good for now. I was, I was, I was really happy. Well, do you feel like it's a, uh, basically a finished song or, or if you're going to revise it, I mean, what kind of revisions aside from production wise, what, what kind of revisions do you think you might do to it? Well, I, I would just say production wise, I'm also working to learn harmony mm. and I, I, I felt like that one high, harmony in my ear was, uh, I would want to do that over. So there, there are, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are new to me in this mm -hmm. song. Um, as far as the writing goes and the lyrics, um, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, I think, I think I might be done with the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, maybe it is a Halloween song though, and not something all year long, but, um, Maybe maybe it works for the whole month. I think it would actually. I don't know. I think this actually could be because the Hallow's Eve part is the only part that. Well, trick or treat, I suppose. But I don't yeah. know. I th this this struck me as one that I would like to hear you around. I, I it didn't strike me as too Halloweeny. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's not really totally seasonal. I think there's a lot more into this. Yeah, I think I think it could play beyond just the holiday. Well, I was. 
I'm, I'm going to do a, a show in Las Cruces on November 4th, and I thought I might throw it in there because it's not too far after the Day of yeah. the Dead. And, yeah. So, so I'm curious, how many, how many of you have written Halloween songs before? This was uh, my first. I have. There's a group, I think it was for a Facebook group called Topical Songwriters Alliance. And mm. last fall, someone said, hey, let's write Halloween carols. And I signed up for it. What I wrote was very un-Carol-like. It was extremely dismal and dark monologue <laughs> and the perspective of the ghost of a child slave on the cocoa plantations in Africa. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to guilt trip the listener about eating yep. our Milky Ways on, on Halloween. But, oh, nice. Is, yeah. that's, <laughs> no, totally that's, sounds that's like ballsy. Halloween. I love it. I love Everybody it. Everybody sing along now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Brian. I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so did you i mean did you uh so were there any like i mean did you find that you wrote it differently because you were thinking of a holiday or or did you just end up writing i mean how did that influence the actual uh writing of it uh, for me it was sort of an act of rebellion i'm like well everyone's gonna write a cheerful yay uh, it's halloween song so how can i be as different as possible from everyone and, and, and maybe just sort of a rebellious nature of, you know, I'm, I'm going to look for the, I have happy songs and I have funny songs, but, but if the prompt sounds funny, I may go for the, the dark, the dark, uh, unpleasant truth sure. <laughs> underneath it go. to shake things up. Yeah. I like it. A contrarian. That's good. Dan, how about you? You were shaking your head there. You've you've done. I know. I well, we've we did a Halloween Carol challenge a couple of years ago. So we did, what, yeah, a couple of years ago, and I wrote a, a song about a scarecrow. Um, it was actually a, a true song, um, one of my very few autobiographical songs, um, and it just happened to take place right around Halloween time. And I was driving up a hill. I was coming back from deer hunting, of all things, and I was driving up this hill in Vermont, and I uh, came around a corner and. There was, there was a scarecrow that somebody had hung from a noose off a branch uh, of a tree oh right when I was driving yeah. by. And it scared the fuck It scared oh. the bejeebus out of me. Yeah. It was really disturbing. It was super windy and it was cold and it was dark. Uh. And uh, so I, I wrote a song um, about that um, mm. experience. Wow. And, uh, and then, two, yeah, and then a couple years ago, I think you, me, and, and Jay Allen did a, mm -hmm. um, a Halloween one too, right? The worst year, the worst year of my life, I think is what yeah. we yeah, yeah. I know that, that song. That was a fun song. That was a fun That's song. That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. I've done it I've done it a few times now and it's it's fun. Oh you've you've got you've done it on stage. Oh, that's cool. Uh I yeah, I don't think I've I'm I, I haven't yeah, that that that's a fun song. I like that one a lot. I and mean, I've actually gotten a lot of people that really like that one too. So we might want to do like a real proper recording of that sometime. We should. Um, I, I know. How about you, Jay? Have you done uh, any other Halloween songs? You know, I never have. You got a lot of songs that actually would be thematic though. Sure. I mean, if you want songs about freezing to death and tragic death and, you well, know, really depressing stuff. Trying to I, escape the devil. I have that. I yes, mean, re exactly. Yeah. Right. Like tricking the devil. I mean, yeah. I got it all, but I never, you know, really thought of them as that. You know, I, I've always sort of, I, I've no, I don't think of myself as a songwriter as particularly funny. So the uh, few songs I have that are funny have come up really organically. But the idea of trying to be funny or silly 
like sitting down with that intent is actually a little frightening to me. That feels like I'm getting into, you know, an area I don't feel terribly confident. So I don't think Halloween's necessarily funny though. I, I think well, that's, I, I much, I much prefer the gruesome stuff and the, and the dark and the darkness, the dark and the death pondering death. Right. I mean, it's not just Halloween, right? And we're going to get into this with, this might be a good seg into Brian's song, but uh you know, there's there's All Saints Day. There's the Day of the Dead. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, a lot of different takes on on the holiday. I know I've I've written a lot of Halloween songs. This has been, I mean, Halloween is just my favorite holiday, just because it's so versatile. There's so many different angles you can approach it uh, from. And I don't know. I also have a feeling like I wanted to write that cynical holiday album. I wanted to get it out there. <laughs> And and I figured that there's a lot of Christmas songs, a lot of Christmas songs, probably not the best market to dip your toes into. But Halloween, you know, there are a few Halloween songs, but I, I bet I could I could compete with Monster Mash. I think I could compete with Monster Mash. I, I could do a I could do a Halloween album. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm roping so many people into writing Halloween songs the last few years. Maybe that I won't even be the first one to get it out there. But uh yeah, that's I, that's what I want to do. I want to retire from the proceeds from my Halloween album whenever that that comes up. Sweet, I like that. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, any other any other thoughts on uh, on Terry's song before we move on? Love love your experimentation with GarageBand, Terry. That's awesome. We don't like we don't learn because we're ready. We learn because we try doing something you know yeah. so yeah that's right. awesome that you were doing it i love thank it thank you thank you jay yeah it's fun <laughs> and just playing around with the stuff it's just it's it's just nice to kind of play around and see what it can do and uh yeah. and not have to worry about i don't know if you make mistakes or something right <laughs> off the bat anyway are you gonna are you gonna get a midi keyboard do you think terry uh maybe if i get a music room in my future Mm. yeah those are they're pretty small they're like you can get ones that are like this size seriously yeah. oh well so i mean that it wouldn't it wouldn't take up that much room all right i'll i'll look into it what what you do what they do is they you can you know you play on that and i think you can you can then shift the pitches if you want to if you if you want to be you know a broader yeah. Yeah, and you know even if you don't have a music room they're ideal because they are so small yeah i wrote my whole tune on this it's 25 oh, okay. and, and I just plug it right in. Well, it goes into a, a DI first, but essentially right into the computer. It doesn't, doesn't need anything. <clears throat> and then the oh. program, GarageBand has a ton of sounds on it. Um, and the usual, uh, really simple plug and play, the usual recognize it right off. Another like 100 not, bucks, this is like $120. I'm gonna look into that. Thank you, Dan. So, so yeah, if you just want to, yeah, you can get like a harmonica on there, a sound if you don't own a harmonica. I do, get, but I haven't learned to play that either, so. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or violin or or drums or whatever you know i kind of thought violin would sound pretty good in my song actually but oh, yeah, i wasn't i wasn't quite oh, yeah. ready to get there so i mean not not that all the sounds in garage band are all that great i'm just saying you know some of them are and violin sometimes those strings instruments are okay all right well let's uh let's move on to uh uh brian here so so brian um uh, there was, I guess, kind of miscommunication on the whole thing, and so you you ended up writing a song, uh, just a Halloween song, or or rather, what well, uh, what you you well, 
didn't do the prop uh, did do one of these prompts well you sort of did but you sort of didn't so what would <laughs> yeah. you talk about it uh, the so so yeah I've, I've been with you before but it wasn't a proper raw songwriting challenge it was the fearless all-stars so we were just bringing songs we already had yeah so i've never done this with you before and the initial invitation a couple of months ago said who's interested in participating in a halloween writing challenge and then you said or it could be all saints day all souls day day of the dead and i signed up and then didn't realize i'm supposed to wait until a week ahead of time and then look at the prompts and and i immediately chose all saints day because i thought no one's else, no one's going to do that and then started to think, oh shit, the thing's coming up in a couple of weeks. I better write my song. And <laughs> so, um, uh, and then a few days ago, when you sent out the reminder with the with the prompts, I was like, oh, he sends prompts. <laughs> um, so I did end up writing a second song, but um, but so I chose All Saints Day just because I thought, well, there's no All Saints Day songs that I'm aware of. Um, I had to do some some you know wikipedia and and google research about the holiday and um my my loose inspiration i made i made a list of of of, of all holidays Samhain and all saints and all that the thing that you had suggested as options and this is the one that spoke out to me so i, I spent some time in a notebook just writing down what do i associate with any of these and i had nothing for most of them and all saints i thought there's a peter mayer song called the birthday party which is about a statue of Buddha climbing down off his platform and hopping on a train to Jesus' 2000th birthday party. And he meets Muhammad on the way. Oh. And they and Abraham's waving from the doorway to show him where the party is. And someone lights 2000 candles and everyone's fiercely debating the nature of truth. And, and, and this is camaraderie among prophets. And, and uh, it's a beautiful, soulful song, but it's a little quirky too. And I thought, okay, so I can have the saints themselves on their own holiday hanging out and the patronage would, it would suggest uh, their personality and they'll be kind of complaining. And, you know, so that's where I started from. Um, but I had to do a lot of really quick research. So I looked up a, a list of patron saints and their patronages. I know nothing about the Catholic church or patron saints. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was really, really beginners, you know, internet research. Um, and I, I, I looked through a full list once to just for, for recognizable names. Okay. Francis of Assisi, I've heard him, Aquinas, I've heard of him. And then the apostles, okay. I didn't realize Paul or Mary Magdalene were, were patron saints, but everybody's heard those names. So I, and then I did a second pass for the patronages, which were either fit a party mood, like patron saint of, of, of comedians or music or coffee, uh, or food or just ones that are outrageous, like the patron saint of arms dealers, which I thought, come on, really? Seriously? <laughs> and, and then I just sat down and started writing in the, in, in the name of, uh, in the voice of one of the, these people. And, and I can tell you more about how it developed maybe after you listen. But, yeah, let's, let's take um, a listen to it here. This is, this is looking, this is an epic song. It's already clear. Yeah. So let's, yep. let's take a listen here. This is All Saints Day by Brian Claflin. And here we go. celebrated every year it doesn't seem to take much to be sainted around here one needn't be too highly skilled or particularly clever there's so damn many of us they just lump us all together now francis of assisi there's a man of holy words a top 10 hit of prayers around the world that is still heard 
seek to understand rather than to be understood. But ain't it nuts they have to be told being good is good. Here on the poor cousin of autumn holidays, bless us all, the gang's all here on All Saints Day. Aquinas, bless those who survived their Catholic education. But Adrian, blessed is profit from proliferation. The pontiff must have had a nip or two and been delirious. The patron saint of arms dealers, what, really? Are you serious? I'm not one to talk, having the dubious distinction to be named the patron saint of hospital public relations. I'm Paul for crying out loud. I practically wrote the book, and this whole pandemic long, the darn phone's ringing off the hood. Pulling strings for favors for every soul that prays on heaven's crisis hotline. up over lost causes, St. Jude. I guess no one wants to be mistaken for that Judas dude. It's a shame that kid invoked you when he gave up on himself. Why do they pray to us like we're some elf upon the shelf? Cosmic lobbyist beseeched and begged to intercede on behalf of people praying in the hour of need. But this evening's invitation was sent it's the kind of office party that you just can't get out of. They clearly seem to think with the boss we hold some sway. Working through the holiday on All Saints Day. stuck you with all women a patron's work is never done right but all's forgiven drogo that's a strong brew do you have non-dairy creamer could you foam up just a splash of oat milk in the steamer jeans the life of this party he simply can't stop joking strike up the band cecilia is door the wi-fi's broken larry be a dear finger food would you oh don't be such a martyr saint nick break out the party favors empty out that sleigh eight weeks before the big birthday it's all saints day nice to see you everyone i really had a ball there goes the crisis hotline, I should really take this call. Hello, all saints, good evening, blessings on you. This is Paul. State the nature of your crisis. How may I direct your call? They clearly seem to think we hold the boss some sway. Hotline, all sense 
All right. That was All Saints Day by Brian Claflin. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, you really, you might as well have just submitted an instrumental because clearly you, you don't care about writing lyrics. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's just, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just filler wow. words all the way through. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, what's it? Talk about it, man. Let's let's hear how you, you put this together. This, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, but yeah, maybe it just flowed out. What's the... Well... Uh, it, it, it was, but it actually, well, it steeped for about a month. You okay. know, the approximate setting of the song was established, whatever that was, September 8th or so. And then around uh-huh. October 3rd or something, I sat down and wrote most of it. I wrote maybe three quarters of it that, that over the course of that day. Um, and I, ha- I had lists of names, lists of patronages, um you know i did sort of the homework first so i had stuff to work with did you have one of those charts um, that you see in like csi where they have like you know numbers on a map and and, and strings attaching everybody (laughs) right right the push pins with the yarn exactly yeah the perimeter um no but i but the lists i'm all about lists you know and especially if it's if it's a subject matter that is that i'm not expert in i do some research i make lists rhymes synonyms, glossary terms. And then I kind of sit down and go, well, what rhymes and what's resonant and what's funny and what's outrageous and then start to couple it. But I had to start, I did just start with, with somebody's perspective. I didn't know who was talking, just one of the saints. And then at some point I suddenly realized that he's talking in the first person. And I wanted to mention hospital public relations is one of Paul's patronages. And I thought that's a tough gig, especially during COVID. (laughs) So it was a perfect chance for him to introduce himself. So you start, you don't know who's talking. And, um, and I I got through a certain extent and I sort of thought it was over. Then I realized I hadn't actually described the party and I had to actually talk about food and drink and music and um, I changed some of, I altered some of the names to sound more colloquial, more, you know, Genesius becomes Gene, St. Lawrence becomes Larry, mm. uh, but Drogo I'd never heard of. And supposedly he's the patron saint of coffee, although clearly that's a more anachronistic, you know, re- refitting of, of an older saint. Um, what's so I, what's I just, Isidore? What's know, Isidore with the Wi-Fi? Uh, believe it or not, patron saint of computer technology and similar categories. So, you oh, know, these... Oh. Uh, saints are are named you know continually up to the present you know year you know depending on huh. uh the bishops you know uh, mostly the pope i only did. i didn't know any of this um so i left some of the names as they were and you just have to infer and assume well i guess there's one named drogo i'd never heard of that but it sounds like he's talking about coffee and then some would be more obvious um and i just kind of follow once i had the the pieces like someone else was saying, you let the song dictate, you know, it's, it's out of my control. And, and it's certainly with, if there's a perspective in the, in the narrator and that perspective is clear, I just kind of let them talk, you know, and then it's sort of, sort of like taking dictation, but I had a lot of stuff to fit in. Oh, I want to mention this patronage and I want to mention that name and I want to, um, yeah. Well, so, so now have you, have you done a lot of kind of list songs like this? Is this something that, that you're, pretty experienced with and, I, and i'll put this out to everybody do does the I, jay i think we actually talked about lists to some degree on the episode that we did but but have any of you ever written songs where you have like a lot of names in it and a lot of people involved no, i do I, 
not people so much, but definitely lists. And I've written songs where I had to sit down with a fairly large body of research of one form or another. And then just what mm-hmm. Brian was describing, you're like, okay, what rhymes? What sounds cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like, how do these pieces go together? And then, uh, yeah, again, once you're rolling, the song hopefully takes on a life of its own. And I don't really feel like I'm in charge anymore. It's <laughs> going to be what it wants to be. This song is totally awesome, Brian, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Totally <laughs> gives me Randy Newman vibes. Oh, and, yeah. 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 That sounds right. Hops and yeah. angels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so odd. Like every line is a money shot. So that is really thank you. It's really good. What what's the what's the intel on on Mary Magdalene though? I, I don't get that. I can't believe they stuck you with all the women. Tell me about that. One of her patronages is just women. Like she's got oh! hair, she's got she's got hairdressers, which was the first one I chose because I thought, well, that's a lame one. But then she had a list of like twenty, and I was like, okay, it's much more resonant to comment on the fact that you know, because most of them are trades, you know, and the trades are all men throughout most of all time, right? And they're like, well, what do we give Mary? Uh, give her the women. Give her wow. half the entire global population, <laughs> right. whatever they do. They're just like, she's so badass like that. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or more realistically, yeah. we just don't care. So right, exactly. You know. <laughs> They're like, oh, I give it away. Right. Um, yeah. I like this... my response better. Thank you very much. Yes. 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 <laughs> totally. I like me too. Much better. This is a ridiculously dense song, and and and, the, the, and it's and it's it's not a short song. This is about it's a little over five it's minutes. Like, yeah, if you took out the instrumental, it may be closer to four and a half, but still, it's it's but, up there. Yeah. Well, well, so. This is this is a performance question, but uh, and, and I know all your all your songs have a lot of really clever wordplay and everything, but I mean, how do you memorize all this? I mean, what's the, the do you find it easy? I, I found I, there was a some episodes ago I was finding that if you throw in tons and tons of internal rhymes, I I think it actually makes it easier to remember a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, do you? Do you find this one? I mean, does it flow together so well that it's easy to remember, or what? What do you? Well, do? this this was not. I was reading off the lyric sheet for this. That's no oh, sure. This is too 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 young, too early to be memorized. But this one has enough of a narrative, even though it's a monologue. It's not a. This happened once upon a time, and then this, mm-hmm. and then that, the end. But there's enough of a progression that I think I think it'll be easier than you know something that's more abstract and poetic. If it was this long, would be could be challenging. Sure. But I can remember that the first line introduces, here's the date, I'm talking about a holiday, you know, uh, I can, I can, I can, I, I can, I, I'm confident I'll be able to memorize, first I mentioned two, the two most well-known saints, mm-hmm. then he introduces himself, but it'll, but it'll just take some practice, it's muscle memory more than knowledge. You yeah, know? okay, yeah. just brute force. So, yeah. well, so, um, so this is a little bit more further along than than some of the uh, some of the songs that we had uh, the other songs here. So, but I mean, do you feel how, how close do you feel like this is to finished, and and what would be the revision process if you were to go forward with revising it? Well, if I could if I could figure out what to cut just to make it slightly more digestible, you know, it could be a verse, ver- I don't know, three or four sections instead of four or five. Uh, sure. Um, but right now it'd be hard to pick because because the every every line has some detail that adds to the picture to the festivity of it and the characters. Um, so I might just you know let it uh, 
let it sit. I'm also structurally, I feel like it's two lines too long per it's, it's an eight line verse and a two line chorus Hmm. and musically it would work better if it was four and four, you know, if it was four lines and then two setup lines and then that chorus, just because I think in terms of eights, you know, um, but, but performance, it has to be done with a second line, you know, it has to be in New Orleans and not that I have one in my back pocket, uh-huh. you know, but it, it, it should be. And I didn't know what the music was going to be. Uh, I, and I was stuck on it. I had the lyric done. And then I had, I had lunch with someone about a week or two ago. And she asked, well, what's the music? And I was like, geez, I don't know. It'd be nice if I could tie something in thematically, but what the hell's going to tie in? And this is too boisterous. You can't do some solemn religious sounding music. And then suddenly I remembered when the saints go marching in, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. There you go. Because you have an excuse to spit a lot of stuff out and have it be fast and silly and and if it was a, a more serious sounding folk song, I think it would be harder to pay attention. You know, I have permission to be silly and and do a lot together. So I don't know. I have to sit. I often have to just I have to let some I have to sit with it for a while. And I might look at it six months from now and go, oh, obviously this verse is expendable, and then it'll be a much easier decision, or maybe it'll stay the well, same. I don't, I don't know. know. It could be the Alice's Restaurant of uh, All Saints Day. So you know <laughs> they're, right. they're, they're looking for one. So make you it know, make five, it longer. Five minutes with a really compelling lyric is not too long. Yeah, yeah I agree. I right, I agree. right. It all depends on like, yeah. Not the formulaic three minutes and twelve seconds that you need for pop radio. Yeah, you're not play some right. pop right. radio anyway. Right. So. Well, I think and that's the thing. Actually, I like the two line chorus just to just to throw down a thought. It operates like a refrain. Yes, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's yes. not a, it's not really a chorus. It's yeah. more refrain. Yes, that's true. And so then yeah. it just grounds us back in. Yeah. You're telling the story of a party, and then we move on. You know, right. which, I, by the way, doing it as an office party is just freaking hilarious. So, <laughs> like everything about that is awesome. I was just going to say the video is going to be a lot of fun, Brian. I oh, can't right. wait to see it. Oh. <laughs> Right. I hadn't even thought about so that. That's awesome. And then you can help the listener who didn't know who the hell Drogo is. Oh, apparently right. he's connected. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can yeah. connect yeah. some you of those. The role of Drogo in your movie. I just want to give you just me sipping a coffee. <laughs> Wait, we, Jay's going to wrestle you over the coffee scene, though. That's like <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, just one note, one thing that I'd say you were mentioning about how how you wanted to be a little bit more like four and four to be eight. I, right. I, I like I'll usually pick up on that pretty quickly, and I didn't at all in this. I think because oh, of the narrative and because it's a story that you're singing, yes. I didn't I didn't hear any need at all for it to be like da 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, another For another sure. another fabulous song. This is, you know, I'd like to say this: that uh, one thing about holiday songs is they can be non-standard. They don't have to stick to the standard right. three-minute radio format because when you do have like a holiday-themed special on the radio or or wherever on YouTube, I guess YouTube doesn't have radio standards anyway. But on on you know on a on a on a playlist, you know those those. You know, half of them are novelty songs, so they're all breaking rules left and right. So, I, I yeah, this is a wonderful song, and and all of the songs Thank have been you. wonderful. Now we get to come to my song, which um, is gonna be truly wonderful. Yeah, truly, yeah, truly, truly. Uh, so this is 
Well, I decided to go just because I knew ahead of time what songs other people had chosen. And I, I didn't notice that anybody had chosen the photo. So I decided to go with the photo, which was cool. kind of a creepy. I, to me, it looks like the tree has Trump hair. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. But I did not go with that 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 particular oh, image with the thing. Um, but I did like the picture, and I decided that yeah, it, that's the reason why I chose that. But let's let me play the song first, and then we can talk about it. This is "Vacant Moon" by Yours Truly, and it's my contribution to the Halloween challenge. Here we go. She came along, walked through the fog, down to the farm, pulled on my arm, said, Daddy, Daddy, I'm your little girl. It must have been five years gone by when your body died, when your body died, but Daddy, Daddy, I'm your little girl. So my baby moved into an empty room. Turn to you, to you, to you. 
All right. That was... Thank you, thank you. That was Vacant Moon by yours truly. Uh, my contribution to the Halloween prompt this week. And um, I guess uh, before I go into it, is there any, any thoughts anybody had or questions? Just such a, 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 a mysterious narrative, really compelling, dreamlike. Uh, it's like a great mystery or a ghost story. Like, I'm not even sure which it is. Yeah, yeah. This uh, was... But, yeah. Honestly, David, it was it was slightly disturbing. <laughs> which is good. It's a Halloween song, but it was just, you know, it's just it's this image of, I'm not quite sure if it's a five-year-old girl or if it's a stillborn girl, but it's a ghost mm-hmm. of a girl talking to her dad about where the, where mom is. She came back. Yeah. Where's my mom and dad? Mm-hmm. Maybe yes. because I got a little boy and he's only three years old or four years old that I, I think about that. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, <laughs> I just think about like a small child dying and it's like the most disturbing thing in the world that I could possibly think mm-hmm. of. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, okay. And well, that's, I should have put a trigger warning there. Sorry. It's not a trigger for me. It's not yeah. at all. It's, it's totally appropriate for what we're doing right now, but um, a good song is one that, that brings up things. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the Oh Daddy and the Oh Babies are so compelling. They're, I, I want to hear where I want to hear what you thought of in thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! I it, it was I, I didn't write it in thirty minutes. I wrote okay. it today. I got it done thirty minutes before the show started. Oh, so gotcha. I did. Oh, gotcha. So that's why it's that's why that's why the production's a little bit iffy. Um, it well, great. So this was so I was in New Mexico this weekend, and in fact, I was uh, hanging out with Terry on Saturday, and. Uh, one thing that uh, Terry and I we went down to um, to this burger joint, and I had to try the the chili cheeseburger. I was told that I had to try the New Mexico like you do, really true, and it was very good. It was very tasty. Yeah. Well, while we were having this burger, uh, we 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 were tossing around the idea of maybe uh, writing a song together because I hadn't I I confessed I hadn't written anything up to that point uh, and so we were we were just sort of brainstorming some ideas and we had actually come up with this story about a little girl that comes to town uh, you know out of the mist uh, you know by this crooked tree and it turns out that she has telepathy and she can read everybody's minds and know all their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. And that's what she does. She goes around and she starts revealing everybody's secrets um, and embarrassing mm. them and, and doing. And, you know, it ends up in some cases apparently ruining their lives. And then the, and everybody's going to like this story much better than what I ended up with. But the but the idea is that. You know, she 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 does this, you know, reveals everybody's secrets, ruins their lives, goes back into the mist. And then then it turns out later that ruining, you know, outing them from all their deep, dark secrets turns out to be the best thing that ever could have happened to them. I decided that was too complex for what I was trying to do, uh, (laughs) you know, at the last minute. And it's a lot. And especially since I kind of came up with the rhythmic the rhythmic thing that kind of came up to musically for me, the da 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 da, which sounds a little bit which, like that. Christmas which I tune. love. It's like yeah, syncopation. Totally. That's such totally. a hook right off the bat. Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, that's the thing. It caught me too. And when when, as soon as it, I don't know why it came into my head, but that that's what came into my head. 
and uh and it sounds a little bit what's that what's the christmas song where yeah i i i don't know i was not thinking of that but I, it does seem reminiscent of that to, uh, to a great degree um but uh but yeah once i got that i was like oh that's kind of catchy but because of the sometimes like a song has a certain structure to it that you really can't fit too much detail into it and i and it felt to me like it was that kind of song unless i wanted to be super long and i knew i was short in time so um so i decided to kind of just go a little bit with a, a simpler story and uh i knew i wanted the little girl coming and, and i it, it wasn't until halfway through writing the lyric that i realized what happened to the mom <laughs> what, what what's mm. what's going on there and so i decided there was going to be a mystery involved there and i considered a murder i considered that maybe he had murdered her mm. um but i decided it was actually really kind of creepy and in a way heartwarming at the same time if i didn't have it that way if it was just that she had basically died in uh you know from mourning uh you know mm. the loss of her her child mm. and uh and and it just feels like one of those really to me it felt like one of those those real old ghost stories you know that, that it's creepy the the kid shows up it doesn't really threaten anybody mm-hmm. but it's just this 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 underlying feeling of something's not right mm-hmm. um so so yeah the the lyrics were kind of written very much to the you know once i kind of established that that structure i had to kind of fit in there um i don't feel let's see i guess i'll give myself critique here um sometimes it feels a little bit a little bit more forced than it could be i tried to fix that as i went because you know it starts off with not hard rhymes and there were times where i got closer to hard rhymes but i think the hard rhymes kind of uh make it feel less less organic so i like having these near rhymes um and also some of the the syllables kind of being a little bit off so they're not uh, you know not always landing exactly the same uh the the ones i don't know the part that kind of stands out to me that i at the and at the base i saw the view i just used the view in another song recently and i thought it sounded awkward there too so i'm going to try to fix the view part that doesn't make a lot of sense uh but i a lot a lot of it i'm I'm feeling pretty good about um yeah i so love that's, the vacant moon that do you oh that's the other mass, thing i wasn't sure yes. about mm. that does that yeah. does that feel good to you oh uh, yeah yeah it's it's there's a lot of mysterious turns of phrase but they mean something even if you you know you're not you're not trying to be too literal about it there's enough there's enough of a story and it's kind of poetic. It just it just lands really nicely. It makes me think there's some old you know Appalachian Scots Irish old, old ballads about ghosts. You know the the Rose and the Lindsay-O, You know the twins that she murders with the penknife. The ghost comes back years later, and and I think a little bit of, of some of those songs evoke some of that. Invoke some of that. Very cool. Very cool. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, the vacant moon part. That actually was just a throwaway. I actually I didn't. I didn't know what that meant, but that that led me to think of the mother, because the moon is associated with with women, right. and uh, so I was thinking it was almost like the you know if there's no moon that represents maybe an absent mother, but uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah oh so so anyway that's that's my cool. song. 
And uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, so folks, we are coming towards the, uh, the end of the show here and I'd like to invite you all to, you know, if you've got something you want to plug or promote, uh, I'd like you to, to feel free to do that right now. Why don't, why don't we start with uh, Jay? What you, what you got? New music coming at the end of November. Sweet. Definitely not a holiday song. In fact, that may be the marketing (laughs) campaign. Okay. Is warning <laughs> this is not a christmas not song music <laughs> um but uh yeah new single coming out at the end of november jstot.com j-a-y-s-t-o-t-t.com or i'm very easy to find on social media just hashtag coffee i probably just posted something about coffee so <laughs> tons of coffee lots of coffee posts that's uh <laughs> You're my go-to coffee post guy. I don't drink coffee, so I get to see it's what people are doing. all coffee means all the time on my socials. So. I get to see how how uh, how deranged you coffee drinkers really are by looking at uh, Jay's uh, Twitter. So. <laughs> Dan, how about you? What you got going on? Uh, let's see. Well, <clears throat> I'm working on a CD slowly at home. Um, I got that going on. <laughs> okay. You can plug www.danharrismusic.com. Beautiful. All right, uh, Terry, how about you? What's going on with you? Well, I do have a um, songwriter showcase gig coming up at um, NM Wines in Mesilla, New Mexico, November 4th. And um, I have a website, terrysunflower.com. Sign up for my email list. And I hope to make another album. I do have one. My debut was Sunflower's debut in 2019, so it's time. I'm I'm looking at getting that together. Well, now you've mastered GarageBand, so you can uh, you can do some in-house production. <laughs> yep. I'll be I'll be at the Jamestown Mercantile on the 18th of November. So. Oh, fantastic! With the with the band, so it'll be a rocking good time. How about you, Brian? What you what you got coming up, or anything going on? Um, what I'm working on these days, um, currently is when I, uh, my stepfather, Jamie O'Hara passed away last January and he was a, a, a songwriter, uh, with some degree of success. He was in a band called the O'Kanes back in the late eighties, early nineties. And well, he wrote songs for the Judds and George Jones and Tammy Wynette and a lot of people for a lot of years, but, um, uh, his earliest songs never saw the light of day. If most of them didn't get published by Tree Publishing because he wasn't country enough when he arrived in town at age 22. But he had like 20 amazingly good songs in a sort of more singer-songwriter vein. And they just kind of gathered dust all the years he found success, you know, trying to write for the country pop top 40. Mm. And uh, I've known them my whole life. And so I've been relearning the ones I already know and then finding old cassette tapes of the ones that I never knew all that well. And I've been going into uh, Wirebird Productions, uh, owned and operated by Brett Ryan Stewart, who's a songwriter and producer in Nashville. And that's where David Olney's final project was recorded, was there in Brett's little garage studio there. Um, So right now I'm recording sort of the lost songs of Jamie O'Hara. Um, and I hope to find some kind of indie way to put that out next year and, and hopefully a volume of my own stuff as well. So people can find brianclaflin.com. They can find me on Facebook as well. And if for fans of Jamie O'Hara, they can, they'll, they'll see news about that on the Jamie O'Hara music Facebook page as well, if and when it ever comes out. I'm, I'm hoping in the spring we can 
come hell or high water, even if it's just purely ND for sale on a website or whatever. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, I think you posted a a video of uh, the O'Kanes on on Facebook. That was back in the 80s, right? They had a minor hit. Uh Yeah, that was was a great song. Yeah, yeah. And they did a lot of, they did an interesting crossover of kind of country and bluegrass. And they had this wild accordion player named Jay Spell who would go on these eight minute solos live in concert and uh they were they were pretty interesting for a few years there yeah well all right well hey guys thank you so much for coming on uh this has been a a a fantastic uh uh, halloween uh engagement and uh yeah I'm, i'm i'm looking forward to getting it out there and letting people hear the spooky and and uh touching and and clever music that you're all producing uh, just all of you out there uh, listening in podcast land, uh, you know, uh, please, you know, like and review the podcast and uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter at David L. Coyle or on Facebook at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. If you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. And uh, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. And then, as always, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. But not quite yet, because we're actually going to go out with a little bit of a treat here. Uh, Brian, because he had uh, written his song before the prompts came out, he did a new song based around the prompt so let's let's pull that up real quick anything you want to say about the song before we uh we play it i'm going to just have it play out the show um sure yeah just uh i i took a glance at the prompts and then just had a sense of how genuinely creepy uh they were and then i sat down and listened to a a live money rate track i'd never heard before called well 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 which he does with ben harper i think and it's a Hmm. It's a co-write between Bob Dylan and and now I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, Danny O'Keefe, who I'd never heard of. Hmm. Um, anyway, it's a very creepy uh, uh, minor key blues slide song that I'd never heard her do before, and that just set the mood. And I started writing, uh, writing to this. And at first, it was just things things that I am afraid of, but I'm not scared of you. And then I got halfway through, and I said, I have to, I have to define who the you is in this song, and then it ends up a vague description of of uh of who that might be in the last in the last verses all right well let's let's have a listen here uh i'm not afraid of you by brian claflin here we go campfire ghost stories might give me a fright of a horseman out on a ride at midnight with a grimacing lantern burning orange and bright but I'm not afraid of you an apple cut with a razor braid the sound of sword and stone struck with a spade Hell, sometimes my own shadow makes me afraid But I'm not afraid of you I might dream that I'm naked Frozen 
I shudder to picture a child in a cave. I scream sometimes in my own silent rage. But I'm not afraid of you So you can blow your bugle and beat your drums Wave your flag and make love to your guns and be a sore loser while claiming you won but I'm not afraid of you you can hack from your lungs a false gospel of scorn bend the arms of a cross into a pinwheel that burns and hide in plain sight all in white while it burns but I'm not afraid of you